Hello. Hello, this is Adam Smith. Hello, Adam. Nice to hear you. Oh, it's lovely to hear you. Thank you very much for making time for me. Of course, congratulations on the award of the Nobel Prize to the CCL. Thank you. So, what message do you hope that the award of this Nobel Prize sends to the world? Uh, this award has two dimensions. The third dimension is uh, connecting with a word to uh, not only to Ukrainian Human Rights Organization Center for Civil Liberties, but to the whole Ukrainian people who are fighting for freedom in all senses. And second dimension is a word for human rights defenders who, regardless of their authoritarian regimes, tries to build a horizontal net horizontal uh, ties between each other in order to protect freedom and human rights in our part of the world where Russia try to uh, occupy new and new territories. So, I mean, I suppose it's true to say that the current situation would not have arisen or might not have arisen had people taken your and others' battles for the defence of human rights more seriously in the past. Do you think that's true? Yes, and I hope that this award and general situation, which general, general challenges which we face, uh, help us all to understand that the connection between peace and human rights is inevitable. Human rights is the same important uh, issue of the, of the security as military defense or economical stability. And each country which systematically ignores the, their obligation in human rights field uh, provide the threats for the whole world. And second, I hope that this award, which is provided in the context of ongoing Russian aggression against Ukraine, uh, will be a good stimulus for uh, UN and state particip participants of UN to uh, important historical steps. What do I mean? For current moment, the whole international system of peace and security lays in ruin, like Ukrainian Mariupol. And I believe that UN and international communities have to launch the reform of UN in order to create a guarantee for each countries and their citizens, regardless of whether they are part of some military blocks or their military capacity guarantees of, of peace. How important is it to you that this award unites um, defenders of human rights across the region? So not only in Ukraine, but of course the award also goes to the defense of human rights in Belarus and in Russia. I know these people from Vyasna and Memorial for years, Alice Bilatsky, Valentin Stefanovich, Marfa Rabkova from Vyasna, or Alia Karlov, Svetlana Hanushkina, uh, Hanushkina Alexander Cherkasov, uh, 
Sergei Davidis from Memorial and others, they are our colleagues. And for years, we together struggling uh, with them against the common uh, threats. And I think we have not to uh, see the stories like uh, this Soviet narrative about uh, brothers' nations. This story is about something else. This story about the uh, old dissident motto, the Nashu Ivashu Svobodu, for ours and yours freedom. This is a story about a joint resistance to the against common evil. This is a story about that freedom has no borders and human rights values are universal. This is a story about civil society, isn't it? Exactly. What would you say to those who feel concerned but powerless in in the system they find themselves in? All my 20 years experience of defence, freedom and human rights shows me that common people have a much greater impact than they can even imagine. And massive mobilization of the common people can change the world history quicker than UN intervention. I can tell one example from our lives. I I was a coordinator of Euromaidan SOS initiative during the Revolution of Dignity. We united several thousands of people to provide legal and other assistance to persecuted protesters, to people uh, who were beaten, who were arrested, tortured, accused, in fabricated criminal administrative charge, uh, abducted, and then relatives of killed people. And this was a time when we fight against the whole state machine because paramilitary group coordinate their efforts with police. Police work together with court, the president, the government, and majority of parliament were against us. They want to liquidate peaceful protest, even physically. And in this regard, it was very easy to, to, to feel helplessness and to say that we can do nothing. But because our volunteers, our lawyers, fight very honestly for each person, for each procedure's matters, measures, it it's leads to an unexpected result. We suddenly start to work not only on legal level, but on symbolical level. On Maidan, each people know that there is no guarantee. You can be beaten, you can be arrested, you can be even killed, but there are people who will fight for you, who will fight for your rights, who will never leave you alone. And this understanding provides a courage to continue the fight. And let my lessons learned from this story is that in many parts of the world, human rights defenders, they're not working in the human rights field. They are fighting for human rights. And sometimes, because of the size of challenges, this fight is, seems, seems that they have no sense. But we have to continue our fight, honestly. And result will unexpectedly be achieved. Thank you. Last question. Um, 
When things look very bleak indeed, what gives you hope? Ordinary people. <laughs> I can explain. <laughs> um, now we're faced with full-scale Russian invasion. And our center continue to document war crimes, what we have done for eight years. But the level of pain is unbearable. Like, sometimes I feel myself that we are documenting pain, pain which burned us out. But parallel, I see and feel the huge wave of solidarity among the people in, in Ukraine and abroad. And ordinary people start to do unordinary things. And this energy can change a lot. <laughs> During Revolution of Dignity, we had this uh, image, a drop in the ocean. It means that, okay, my efforts maybe is too modest to overcome the whole challenge. But without my efforts, nothing will change. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. And I shall let you and your colleagues get on with your work now. But um, this was an important and wonderful call. So thank you very much for taking time. Thank you, Adam. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You just heard a special episode of Nobel Prize Conversations. If you enjoyed this moment, we have another special episode you won't want to miss on Nobel Prize origin stories. We present clips of laureates recalling formative moments, and Adam explores the unexpected factors that can shape the lives and careers of these great minds. Find it on Acast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Nobel Prize Conversations is a podcast series with Adam Smith, a co-production of FILT and Nobel Prize Outreach. The editorial team includes Andrew Hart, Olivia Lundquist and me, Claire Brilliant. Music by Epidemic Sound. If you're passionate about the Nobel Prize, you won't want to miss a single episode of our podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We're available on Acast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, GeoSarvan, Spotify, and many, many more popular platforms.